Imagine a football platform where the world's best writers give you the real story about what's going on at United. Imagine no pop-up ads, no clickbait headlines and no ridiculous rumours to be let down by anymore. You don't have to imagine anymore. Meet The Athletic. No ads, no nonsense, just football. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash United We Stand to start your 30-day free trial and get 50% off your annual subscription. The Athletic, the new home of football. Welcome to the Late United We Stand podcast. It's post-match after United have just beaten uh, Watford by three goals to nil. Uh, with me, John Ashton, I've got Ant Shaw, I've got Anthony Bloom and I've got Stu Edwards. Uh, welcome, guys. Um, lads, nice to do a podcast on the back of a comfortable um, win over a... a, a Granted, they're a bottom three team, but still a decent result. 3-0 probably flattered United at some points. It wasn't the most comfortable of wins, but overall, after the results went our way yesterday, and you, you kind of thought that it was typical United to cock things up today, but you've got to take that on you today. Yeah, I was really impressed with um, two great goals as well. Um, probably, I go as far as to say, two of the best goals of the season so far, um, with the second and third. Um, was really re- quite impressed with, I don't think, um, the ability of the team's up to where it should be at the moment, but I do. I'm liking that. Um, you know, the trying things, and even when they're not coming off, you can sense that heads are not going down, and you know the mood's not changing. I really like the attitude of the team at the moment. I think it's um, quite refreshing. Blue Moon started again quite slowly. I thought today um, the, the penalty came at a good time, didn't it for us? Yeah, I thought it was a bit sloppy up until then. It was just couldn't get a string a couple of passes together or anything like that. Um, and then as the game went on, they started to get a bit more in control. But like I said, the penalty changed things, and I think they, they looked a lot more comfortable after that. And, uh, you know, it was the second half, I enjoyed that, to be fair. It was all right. Yeah, yeah same as. First half, very poor, wasn't it? Until or it was 42nd minute when, obviously, Bruno won him and dispatched very, very nicely the penalty. So, yeah, there wasn't much to write on about first half. I was a bit disappointed in, not Watford as a team, but I thought Troy Deeney would have potentially caused Lindelof a bit a bit more trouble than he did but he seemed to play off the back of uh, Maguire rather than Lindelof so they didn't fret much they, they had a couple of half chances uh, I believe they had a shot in the first minute Watford or could have scored I, don't, I didn't see it so apart from that um, they did start the game brightly yeah, yeah. yeah I got in after like three or four minutes so I didn't see that particular chance and how, how good, it, good a chance it was but apart from that yeah it was a non-event first half but much better second half and yeah we deserved to win definitely and we're not one to get carried away on the uh, United We Stand podcast, as you know, but Bruno Fernandes might just be the greatest United player of all time. Yeah, he looks like a leader, doesn't he, as well? I mean, um, when, when, I was, um, when Mason Greenwood and Daniel James are missing chances or something's not coming off, you can see him you know, reassuring to him and you know, go again the next time they get the ball. I, I, I'm really, really impressed. It, like, bloody me um, hit on something there, that things weren't coming off in the first half. But... I thought that was what impressed me most today. Mm. You know, um, the effort levels never stopped. The heads didn't go down. You know, you saw Anthony Marsh, Martial, who's um, well known to sort of get yeah, getting a bit money. getting a bit of a mood. You know, he was still trying to hold the ball up. Um, he really was brilliant in that in that sense. I, I, think, I was uh, impressed. That was that was good to see when the penalty was uh, given. 
Martial had the ball and his hand and Fernandez went, right, I'm having it. And that's what I like to well, see. What, like, you know, getting looks water off a duck's back, and you know, getting that first goal is yeah. important. And just to reiterate what, what people have just said there, I mean, he takes some balls to waltz into Manchester United and, and show that sort of personality in the yeah. pitch straight away like he does. Yeah, I mentioned it in his debut. Uh, it was against Wolves, his home debut. Um, he, was, he was a talk, he could tell straight and obviously he was captain uh, previously. So he is, he is obviously going to have that in his locker and uh, like you said he's, he's got balls and t- even today he was pointing and you know orchestrating sort of like the, the team uh, even during bad spells so he, he's definitely going to be an asset in that respect because we've not got enough, enough talkers in, in that team for my liking and I can imagine that's great for people like Dan, Dan James and um, Greenwood you know when they make a mistake they've got somebody of um, you know an international footballer there who's encouraging them and you know He's not, not afraid not to make him. Arms at them. He's not yeah. afraid to make yeah. a mistake himself, yeah. Fernandez, is he? You know, and in certain clubs you might not get away with that. You know, that you, you were intent on keeping possession. I think. I think at United, you know, we, we never liked the Van Gaal style of football. I think he'll get away with a lot more. You know, we, we like an attacking sort of player, don't we? In that sense. And he's the one. He's the one player now who we've got who's not scared of making a first time pass. He, 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 you know, yeah. he clearly likes that first time. Whereas most of our other midfielders. In fact, probably all of them like two or three touches. So there was again first half in particular. There was three or four times. I think I think one of them didn't come off. But again, you know he's, he's trying to move the ball quicker, which is what obviously what we're voting for. It's good to uh, it's good to see someone who's got a fully functioning brain for once. So it's uh, it's it's nice. Hopefully they'll get up to speed. On his wavelengths, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If, if I want to find one negative with Bruno Fernandes, and it's not a slight on him, this, but I mean we signed him for a fee that he was available for in the summer. I mean, what on earth was the football club thinking to not sign him this summer? Because you think, if you watch performances like today and the, the amount of points we've lost against these sort of sides where we've missed a player like Fernandes, you think so, we could have top four wrapped up by now, couldn't we, if we're tight? Yeah, I think, um, for whatever reason, I think United um, expected Paul Pogba to be available to play more games, whether, he's, um, whether you, the opinion is that he's got a heart of a mouse or whether he's just injured, I don't know. But um, I think United expected him to play more games, definitely. Can the two of them play together? No, uh, I don't know. Oh, have we already bought Bobby's replacement? I think can. we have. Yeah. I think we have. <laughs> I think they're looking... They know, they know deep down that I think it's not going to... It's not going to end well and he's, he's off. I think they're, just bit, they're just being diplomatic about it, in my view. So. I think, I think there's, no, there's no question they could definitely play together. They're both very, very skillful in their own right, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'd be a, a dream, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. If I'm being honest, I think I've preferred the three and a half games of Fernandez than the three and a half yeah. years I've seen of Pogba yeah. so far. Exactly, so. exactly yeah. 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 yeah, he wants. He, he says he wants to be there, he likes getting involved in it, he doesn't, he's, he's not shirking a challenge, so yeah, good to see. Another player, I think, who's coming for a bit of criticism from, from most of the United fans, who, again, I thought was good today, um, Luke Shaw. Yeah, he looks um, fit, doesn't he? He's bombing up and down the, the um, touchline. But this is it as well. It, it just seems like a better environment even to make mistakes in. And, um, you know, I, I, the, the, another player as well that gets criticism, Martial, you know, you can tell that he's trying to work on his game to suit the team rather than the other way around. And, um, you know, this today... He was putting his back into the defenders and making runs in behind them, what and really stretching them at times. And I think that that was great to see because you know it's not really his game at times holding the ball up, is it? Blimey, it's, it's five wins. Uh, sorry, four wins in the last six. Um, five clean sheets in the last six as well. It's coming together, is it? No, I like to, I like to think that it is. Um, you know, people go one extreme to the other. Really, it's just. 
Thursday was a bit of a disappointment in terms of how he selected the team and that, in, in terms of the tie and stuff. But I think it's, like I so said, slowly. I like, there's like nice little things to see there, like with Greenwood and players like that. And it's, that's good to see. You won't get that in any other team, really, with all these kids coming through. So that's. Creating a club where people improve rather than yeah. one where the. the we just destroy the confidence. Well, this has been my argument. This is my argument all summer. In the, the season, sorry, the results haven't always gone United's way. You know, not everyone's best enamoured with Solskjaer and his tactics at times. But for me, I think the club is going in the right direction. I think that there's something to look forward to. I think there's something to build on. The signings have all been promising. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm looking forward to coming to the match every week again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the only one, which obviously, was a bit of a strange one, is Agarlo. And obviously, he's maybe not fully match fit, but and we know he's obviously a stopgap. He's not, he's not going to be here by all accounts next to August, is he? I, I'd pretty much, I'd pretty much put, I'd pretty much put my hat on that. But, but he's played, he's come, no, he's come on twice. He's played 15 minutes, and he's lucky to do well. Twice, he could have scored at Chelsea, and he could have scored. Um, Today he was quick enough to, you know, and okay, when when you come on at that point in the game, you, you should be quicker than the rest of players who've been on the pitch for eighty minutes. But he was quick enough to it, rounded the keeper, and I think hit the post, didn't he? There's definitely it's promising though. If he's got if he gets a bit more game time, there's he seems like he could, you know, he's he's good in the box and stuff like that. He's quick to balls and like that first chance, like Stu said that he had. So it was a bit lucky that one yeah, today. Yeah, but so it's not bad for. Few months. He's taking the lot. pressure yeah. off Greenwood. Yeah. With Rashford being injured, you know, obviously Greenwood uh, scored, you know, played and scored today. But with, yeah. with whatever twelve games left, hopefully, if he stays, gets fit and stays fit, Agallo, he, he could contribute. And even if he scores four or five goals, mm. it could be enough to get us fourth or fifth. We've obviously, um, you know, got a pretty tricky run of fixtures to go up. It's, it's, it's good to build a bit of momentum. Um, Bruce obviously coming up on Thursday. Um, is there anyone at the team at the minute though that's worrying you a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the, the one in the first half was Dan James, weren't it? Because I thought, um, I was a bit disappointed in him today. I think some of the criticism that he's been getting is unwarranted, but I thought the game was perfect for him today. You know, he had an ageing fullback there. He was getting a lot of space and he was getting a lot of time to run at him. But you can see there's a hesitation in it, even in his, when he's running at a defender, he's hesitating. Yeah. It's like he's not deciding what he's doing and doing it. He's keeps rethinking it every, every second and um, you could tell. And... Obviously, his final ball was a bit um, poor today, but again, I'm I'm just so happy to see people, you know, no heads down after making a mistake and people encouraging him. And you know, I just think that we're in a team now where, you know, they can thrive rather than lose confidence. Uh, we've got a bit of luck, I think, this week with um, with a few VAR decisions. Obviously, we've conceded three goals this week, and all three of them have been disallowed. Um, three, probably all rightly so. Is it still a concern, though, that again Watford have scored off a corner today? That you know it has got disallowed, but we were quite fortunate. We're talking about inches yeah. on the arm. Yeah. It seems to be a bit of a yeah, mess, doesn't it? And, and, and does it come down to zone or marking? Obviously, I'm not seeing it back on the TV, but it seemed to be a bit of a mess and a scramble, yeah, was, and then it was a right mess for that. And then an handball, yeah. apparently. But yeah, we conceded more goals off corners than any yeah. team in, in the league. Saying that, saying that, though, it was easily. Resolve that goal because you know you, you could. As I think it was either Maguire headed it, took it off Fernandez's head and flicked it over him, or the other way around. Yeah, Can't remember which one, but it, one shout would have, um, you know, and we wouldn't have been in that mess in the first place. I I actually have noticed, I think, a bit of a change in that zonal marking. I think we have been working on it, and um, in the last five or six games since when, when did we lose a goal um, at Liverpool? Yeah. Yeah, since then, I think we've um, improved on, on that a little bit. Uh, like, just 
mentioned a couple of minutes ago we've got a tough couple of games coming up. Uh, Bruges this Thursday. Uh, any problems you think there? Should, should be a given, shouldn't it? You know, the, the team, the, the team which played on Thursday, really at home, yeah. you'd expect to beat them. So, but I'm sure it will be tinkered with a little bit, and maybe two or three changes. Maybe McTominay starting, Magallo could even yeah. start. But I think whoever he picks should be enough to see us over the line. Really, I'll be yeah. quite similar. Off if it similar lineups to today. <laughs> Just get it, get the tie one and move on from there. So and you don't see any problems there. You do what we've done today. Go go strong. Go three 0 up and then set three players off with it twenty minutes ago. Yeah, I wouldn't like us to feel the same team as we did in the first leg. So I'm hoping we'll. You know, we've got some players coming back, and you know, I I don't like scapegoats, but Lingard and Pereira weren't in the squad today, and <laughs> that was sort of like the first time where we've not need, relied on those players all season, and I think that. You know, you can see that as a positive. Well, you know, was, they was, will come in. I was low to jump on them because yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, you, we, we obviously get a feel for the crowd mood before the game, and you could instantly see people when they stop and talk to you for a chat, and they would every one of them said the same thing. When they got a prayer in the, in the lineup, they'll um, come back into the team, won't they? Um, at some point, they'll have a role to play before now and the end of the season. But my point is, is that you know, I think it's it's a sign that we're getting stronger. The fact that we can leave those. Um, players, um, but, well, I wouldn't say we left them at the hotel, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Coupled with that, Fred's, Fred's, uh, you know, on a, on a good run as well. It wasn't. Uh, he was crap today. Wasn't it, it, yeah, his distribution wasn't great today, I'd say, but he was still busy. And Matic has been great since he's come out the, uh, yeah, out the cold as well. So, so with with that, obviously, it's pushed them to out and it's gave us more options. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, Matomni's back in, in the frame now as well. That's what I like about Fred because. Like you say, he was he was a bit off today, but he still wants that ball. He's still trying to get involved and move things along, and that and that's that's good. That's good positive play from him. Like no matter how poor he was today, it's he won a lot. He won a lot back. He did. He did. It was it was the passing which yeah. was let him down. That's today. the only yeah. that was the only criticism that I had. But he still wants to be involved and won that ball, whereas other players might have shied away. Uh, Mason Greenwood on the periphery of the game today, um, pretty much made and scored his, his own goal. His, his, his goal, sorry, today. Um, Eleven goals from an eighteen-year-old kid in his debut season. That's some effort, isn't it? Yeah, we're only I, I really enjoyed that goal. I, I, I go as far as to say it's one of my favourite goals in recent memory. Um, I just think absolutely fearless, you know, running at defenders and trying things, and then his finishing is just on another level, isn't it? Top, top corner. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it was a great goal. And even foot as well. And he's a, a really exciting player to watch, yeah. Um, Everton away next weekend in the league, and they're on a good run of form. When you look at some of the teams that are up there now, um, Tottenham obviously got the two-star forwards out. Chelsea stumbling a little bit. Is top four there for the taking now for United? Yeah, sorry, I'm rough. <laughs> I want to come to that at the end of the podcast. Just to apologise to everyone. Yeah, um, I, I think I think we can get top four. Yeah, I, I mean, my concern is that we've still got to go to. Um, we've got we've got City at home. City at home. Well, the next away. in the next four games, we've got Everton yeah. away, City and Tottenham. So it's it's quite a crucial run of fixtures. And I think if we win one of those, one of those two, you'd fancy us for it, wouldn't you? I'd say I'd, I'd fancy us for fourth. It could, it could benefit us because them sort of games, we perform better in them games against them better sides, so it could be a benefit to us and we can get on a run. It's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't totally rule it out. It's just it's too inconsistent. We need, to, we need to win five, four, five, six games on the bounce. I'm, I'm at a point now where, I, from thinking we will get nowhere near fourth, I'd be disappointed now if we don't finish top four. 
Uh, yeah, we're three points off Chelsea, aren't we? So, like you've said, the three next league games are tough, and it's the one in the middle, which obviously is the worry because of our record against City at home is dreadful, isn't it? So, you can see us winning away at Everton. I think the pressure's off. We, we, obviously, we counter attack. Uh, Agalo hopefully will come into the team more and, and offer us something different in, in the next like, two or three weeks. So you could see us going to Goodison and even Spurs because you know Spurs aren't great. It's, it'd be the old Mourinho thing, but you know um, big big pitch and we do well at Spurs generally speaking. So you could see us winning most two games, but still getting beat at home to City. Would that be? Except, I don't know, you know, six points out of nine. And obviously Chelsea... Have, I think most people would that. Yeah, and obviously I have no idea who Chelsea are playing in those next two or three games. But um, between us and, us and Chelsea, I think, even if Tottenham were to beat us, I still think we're going to finish above Tottenham come May. It's an interesting one, Tottenham, because Mourinho's getting a bit of slack from the media because obviously he's lost his two-star players. Yeah. Um, Solskjaer's been getting probably pelters from some yeah. a lot of his own support without... Rashford and Pogba who are his best two players and McTominay has been you know arguably his highest performing player this season I mean it's not easy is it to perform at the level that you want to play when you've got two or three players are your best players out No and um, but Solskjaer hasn't hid behind injuries has he as an excuse and I think this is what I was um, mentioning to you earlier about I I actually feel like although the ability of the squad hasn't actually changed that much in the last year I feel as if um, I think you, you could a, you could argue the you could argue the abilities drop because he's he's let nine players go and only brought four yeah, plus four a gallo in. So yeah, definitely. And we've obviously lost Lukaku and, and we may as well have lost Pogba because we, we don't seem to be playing much. So you know, ability-wise, we're not. I, I, I definitely wouldn't say we're better, but um, I, I do. I find our approach and um, a lot better. I mean, if we lost two players for two injury. You can't just, but you have a responsibility to try and score goals. I mean, I watched Tottenham yesterday, and it's like they completely abandoned all hope of scoring and just thought, you know, it's going to be nil-nil. We're going to play for a nil-nil. So, I'm just glad that we don't we don't take that approach. I know anymore. you was never Mourinho's biggest fan anyway, and you certainly not since he's left. But I mean, you must have watched that yesterday, thinking that you know, yeah, y- y- we're well read. And it's not a, it's not a new thing, is it? It's like he, he did the same in the European Cup last week. And, and he's upsetting the players as well, isn't he? Yeah, Dele Alli's reaction so on the bench well, last week, yeah. throwing his boots around. So he's, he's, he's pissing off players and he's a bit, yeah, a bit, only been there for months. The thing that used to frustrate me most about him is there's, there's always a time in football where you try and shut a game down. And, you know, you don't mind that. But I used to find that he did it unnecessarily. Um, you know, against the likes of Celta and Anderlecht and Sevilla. You know, those types of games, it used to frustrate the life out of me because United should be attacking those teams at home. There's rumours knocking about, obviously, and they are just rumours, um, that, that we only signed Fernandez because Pochettino's coming in the summer and he, he okayed it and this, that and the other. Um, there's obviously there was weight gained between... Where's he going to play? Well, there was obviously weight, weight behind it when Neil Ashton was spotted with him at a recent game and this, that and the other. I mean, if Solskjaer was to win the Europa League and finish top four... I mean, for, for me, I'd be I'd be absolutely fuming if he was sacked for Pochettino. Yeah, I'm I'm not set on Pochettino. It's it's one of them. Do you want to risk potentially starting over again? I understand people are not keen on Ollie and we you know with some of the stuff he's done and you know in terms of picking people think there's limitations in some some yeah, areas don't they? well that's what they'll do the terms like out of his depth though because yeah. he's not dancing about on the touch yeah, he's not yeah. dancing about on the touch I know late with substitutes yeah. but I mean you're looking at his bench sometimes and he's not got the substitutes yeah. to bring on I think he's been unharshly treated I, it's it's been harsh yeah, yeah. I do worry I do worry though if it got to that situation do you trust United to do the right thing 
I don't know, to be honest. Do you not think it's more of a case of what Ollie's done or not done in the past? That's why people aren't willing to maybe give him that. Oh, one hundred percent. They're looking at they're looking at his Cardiff record. They're looking at his yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So it's the unknown, isn't it? But for yeah. me, you've got to give him at least this summer. See, even if we don't win anything and finish fifth or even sixth this season, even if we finish sixth and don't I mean, win it to the cup, at the end of for me, you've still yeah. got to give him one summer. At the end of the day, I think when he when he does leave, it'll United will be in a better position because of because of him. Well, games. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, if 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 he left at the end of this season. And I don't advocate that in any way because I, I think he should be able to stay. But if he left at the end of this season, I think the next manager will be picking up a far better yeah. set of circumstances. Which than is which is probably the first manager you can think of in, in history because even Ferguson's team that he left was obviously on the decline. You know, I can't think of many managers that have left the club yeah. with with the club in a better situation than it was when they took over. No, and uh, you know that's that's credit to him. And like you say, there's been some really dark times for him, at, you know, this season when. He's, he's literally had three of his top four forwards injured, but he's had to turn up at places like City and, you know, try and try and win. You know, so he, he deserves a lot. Of, he doesn't hide behind it. That's one as well. And I like that. You know, he doesn't hide behind. Oh, we've got a few injuries. He says we're United and we've got to try and win these games. We've got a duty to. So I like that. He's completely grey now, isn't he as well? Yeah. Well, that's what it does to everyone, doesn't it? This job. I mean, it does it to you as a fanzine seller. Um, so we're all firmly still in the Solskjaer in camp, certainly for for the rest of this season and yeah. beyond. Um, lads, we'll, we'll wrap it up with. I know what Stu Edwards is going to do here. We're all going to be unanimous on a man of the match, and Stu Contrary Edwards is probably going to pick Scott McTominay for five minutes or something. But um, <laughs> man of the match for me, I think was clear. The only one I think would come close was Luke Shaw, but I think Bruno Fernandes was a cut above every single person on the pitch today. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Fernandez, but um, I did I did want to because I don't actually think he played amazing, but I was really impressed with his attitude for a change, and that's Martial. So um, Fernandez, but um, I wanted to give a shout out to Martial. Blimey? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Fernandez, mate. Yeah, just. I'm not even paying any attention to Bloom here. I'm just watching Stu Edwards minding overdrive. No, not at all. <laughs> Come on, then, Stu. You ready? <laughs> I, I, what you said before, you said it about Martial before, and I'm not obviously Martial's biggest fan, but he did put a shift into there. And I think for for the finish alone, he could have got man of the match because it was a fucking tremendous finish, to be fair. But uh, the Fernandez thing, uh, he, he obviously won the penalty and scored the penalty, and he assisted for uh, for Greenwood's goal as well. And in between that, like I said before, he, he wants the ball, he wants to to do the first time passing. Yeah. So um, you know, because it is his only second home game as well, and and he's talking. He's picked Martial quite convincingly, if I'm being honest. So, pretty enough for me. And not everything came off for Martial, did it? But he was just—he—he no. he was running in behind. You know, he's trying to hold. He's not He's not that type of centre forward. But he, he tried today. And he yeah. was laughing. Yeah. He was joking. I watched him walk off, and he was, you know, giving the high five to other kids near the tunnel, signing autographs, and you know, not seeing that for a long time because he's normally a miserable bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never thought I'd see the day when the um, United We Stand sales team was all in unanimous about manage, about a player. Uh, Manchester United, you've obviously got. Serious footballer on your hands there in Bruno Fernandes. Um, we're looking forward to watching him again. Um, we, the next opportunity will be uh, the game on Thursday night. Uh, hopefully, United will see the passage into the last 16 of the Europa League um, with a routine win against Bruges, but you never know. Um, we'll be back from then. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for everyone who bought the mag today, and we'll speak to you on Thursday. Bye bye.